Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 22nd of April. There's been another major breach in hotel quarantine, with a number of returned travellers contracting COVID-19 after it spread within the Sydney venue. Three people staying at the McCure Hotel have tested positive to the highly contagious South African strain. Two are family members, with the third person staying in a nearby room. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more details from Sydney, and Siobhan, urgent contact tracing is underway. Tart, that's right. Health authorities are now contacting returned travellers who stayed on the 10th floor of the McCure Hotel between April 7 and 12 and have since been released to make sure they get tested. They are being told to self-isolate while staff who came into contact with the infected travellers have also gone into isolation. Meantime, there are concerns over a COVID breach in hotel quarantine in WA. Health authorities are investigating how two return travellers in Perth's McCure Hotel Quarantine contracted coronavirus. The two quarantine guests staying in opposite rooms have tested positive to the same sequence, despite arriving from different countries and at different times. Overseas now and civil rights activists in the US say there is still a long way to go to change systematic racism, despite the historic court decision over George Floyd's death. Former police officer Derek Chauvin is now facing up to 40 years behind bars after being found guilty of murdering Mr Floyd. His death sparked worldwide Black Lives Matter protests. Reverend Al Sharpton says the guilty verdict is an important step forward. We don't celebrate a man going to jail. We would have rather George be alive. Amen. But we celebrate because young people, white and black, marched and kept marching. The U.S. Justice Department has announced it will now open an investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis after Mr Chauvin's conviction. The Queen has broken her silence on her 95th birthday, thanking people around the world for their support and kindness after the death of her husband, Prince Philip. In a statement from the palace, Her Majesty says while as a family they are in a period of great sadness, they have been deeply touched and continue to be reminded that Philip had such an extraordinary impact on countless people throughout his life. It's the Queen's first birthday in 74 years without her husband. Meantime, Prince Harry did not stay in the UK for his grandmother's birthday after flying into London for Prince Philip's funeral, instead heading home to the US to return to his pregnant wife Meghan and son Archie. Also making news this morning, our economy is continuing to bounce back with the latest retail spending figures up by 1.4% in March. Paul Zara, CEO of the Australian Retailers Association, says while there's been a big boost for many cafes and restaurants, it is an all-smooth sailing, with the lack of foot traffic in many cities still a problem. Melbourne and Sydney CBDs are still a concern as a large number of people choose to work from home, and this continues to heavily impact CBD uh, uh, restaurants, cafes, retailers and small business operators in particular. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Thursday morning, firstly to Victoria, and today marks the one-year anniversary of Melbourne's Eastern Freeway tragedy, where four police officers were hit and killed by a truck during a traffic stop. Our reporter James Lake is in Melbourne, 
and says Victoria Police will mark the anniversary with a minute's silence. It will be an emotional day for the force, Tash. The family, friends and colleagues of the four officers who lost their lives will come together at the Victoria Police Academy Chapel to remember leading Senior Constable Lynette Taylor, Senior Constable Kevin King, Constable Josh Presney and Constable Glenn Humphreys. Local services and vigils will also be held across the state with a message to be broadcast through the police radios at the conclusion of the service at 5.36pm when the incident occurred, requesting for a minute's silence. Police stations will also fly the Australian national flag at half-mast from dawn until the memorial service concludes. Landmarks across the state, including the Victoria Police Academy, will also be lit in blue this evening. To Queensland now, and health authorities are investigating the reported case of a man who presented to a hospital in Brisbane with blood clots after receiving a COVID vaccine. The police officer is believed to have recently undergone knee surgery. Our reporter, David Shiraz, has more from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. It's another sign of just how volatile the rollout of this vaccine is. Reports surfacing the 40-year-old police officer responsible for patrolling Queensland quarantine hotels suffered blood clots just days after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. Now, Queensland Health quickly responded to reports referring those inquiring to the Federal Health Department. Its response? That it takes all reports of adverse reactions very seriously. Now, it's understood the officer recently underwent knee surgery and the clots are more than likely to have been a side effect of that procedure. There is nothing yet to suggest the clots are linked to the vaccine. Either way, the Therapeutic Goods Administration will investigate. And to WA, a grim search is continuing in the state's wheat belt in a bid to locate the body of teenager Haley Dodd. Our Perth reporter Emma Griffiths has more. That's right, Tash. The Special Crime Squad and forensic officers are searching a badging garret property in a bid to locate the teenager's remains. The property was previously occupied by Francis John Walk, who was sentenced to 18 years behind bars for the 17-year-old's manslaughter, but her body has never been found. It's understood he lived at the premises for 15 years, and it's just one kilometre from where Haley was last seen. Acting Detective Superintendent Quentin Flapman says a water tank on the property is of focus. Francis Walker elected to give evidence at his trial and when he did so during cross-examination he made a reference to the water tank. He said there may be something there, there's probably something there. Meantime, Premier Mark McGowan is hoping for answers and says Haley's mother deserves closure. She's been through a lot over the last 20 years and uh, we're certainly very hopeful that the police um, are able to find Haley's body. Uh, it's a traumatic thing for her, uh, her friends and family. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd wants a super profits tax to slug our big miners. Yeah, this is not new territory for ex-PM Kevin Rudd, who lost his prime ministership to colleague Julia Gillard following a backlash over his proposed mining tax in 2010. But he says with the price of iron ore at three times the level predicted in the budget, which was 55 US dollars a tonne, miners are ripping off taxpayers and super profits taxes would change all that. However, the Minerals Council says miners paid $39.3 billion 
worth of taxes and royalties to state and federal governments in fiscal year 2019. And Chief Executive Tanya Constable said iron ore has helped support the economy through the pandemic. Also, our super funds are heavily invested in our big iron ore miners and their fantastic results recently feeds into our super fund balances. Don't expect the super profits tax in our upcoming budget, which is only three Tuesdays away. And talking about the economic recovery, Peter, we spoke about some more good economic news this morning with retail spending up. But the Morrison government has been warned if it doesn't get the vaccine rollout program back on track, it is set to have an impact on our continued recovery. Exactly right. Top travel industry figures have warned that Australia's economic recovery will lag behind those of Britain and the US if the vaccine rollout does not pick up pace heading into winter. This comes as the Australian newspaper reported that as the trans-Tasman bubble opened this week, one of the leading business travel players, Corporate Travel Management, revealed it returned to profitability last month, while leisure operator Hello World expects to turn the financial corner come December. However, the the rate of vaccinations will determine what kind of profitability shows up and this will then determine how many jobs are created in the travel sector. Flight Centre MD Graeme Turner said the US and the UK would leave us in their dust unless Australia gets moving with the vaccine supply and its rollout. And also, this has been such a big issue throughout uh, the COVID crisis. Landlords are taking legal action now against retailers who have refused to pay their right rent following the challenges of COVID. That's right, Tash. Right now, 40 Funds Management, which is a big real estate investor, is taking Solomon Lou's Just Group to court over unpaid rent, which they think is unreasonable considering the boom in retail sales. The share price of Mr Lou's parent company, Premier Investments is up 158% since the bottom of the coronavirus stock market crash in March 2020 and 26% higher than it was before the virus came to town. Now, Premier owns Smiggle, Peter Alexander, Just Jeans, JJ's, Portman's and Dotty. They won more than $22 million in rent relief in the six months ending January, but landlords think the company's rebounding profits suggest it's payback time. Peter, thank you. Pleasure. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, what a performance from Paul Gallen last night. The former Cronulla captain shocking the boxing world with a stunning knockout. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Over Lucas, Big Daddy Brown, who at one point was the heavyweight champion of the world before it was stripped uh, for a drug infraction. Now, uh, Lucas, in the lead-up to the fight, was calling him uh, a fighter, not a boxer, and just a former footballer. Well, Paul Gallen proved otherwise last night, uh, knocking him out inside the first round, in fact, in less than two minutes. So he certainly put uh, Big Daddy on his backside last night. Now, uh, while some might have been shocked, Paul Gallen told Mate Event he had supreme confidence in his abilities. All day I said to myself, I'm going to knock him out first round. I knew it. I just had, whether whether I knew it was going to happen or not, I don't know, but I said it to myself all day. Now, uh, Gallen said that he's in this just to make some money and then get out of uh, the boxing world. Of course, probably the biggest payday would be Sonny Bill Williams, but we haven't really heard too much from Sonny Bill as to whether he would fight uh, the ex-Cronella skipper, and if he watched last night, he probably wouldn't want to. Then the other fight a lot of people are talking about in the Courier-Mail, they said the Justice Hooney, who's the current Australian heavyweight champ, I think he's only 21 years of age, could be next for Paul Gallen. That would be uh, a massive step up in class to fight someone who is a 
current champion and uh, entering the prime of his boxing career. So we'll see what's next for Paul Gallen. It was an amazing performance. Uh, now to the AFL Breton. Two months after Eddie Maguire quit, Collingwood has finally appointed a new president. Who is it? Yeah, yeah this has kind of hung over them for the past two months since uh, Eddie, as you mentioned, stepped down in the wake of uh, the racism report, of course. They appointed Mark Corder and Peter Murphy as the interim co-presidents. Now, both of those gentlemen have been on uh, football directors on the board for a long time, or well, one of them has won it long term. That is Mark quarter ratified by the board last night as the Magpies 13th president. Uh, Eddie spoke to Nine last night, gave his thoughts on what is next for his now former club. Now that that's done, I want Collingwood to do what it's always done in the time that I've been there, and that is to be one of the strongest, stablest boards and football clubs. Yeah, in terms of stability on the field, though, there's a bit to play out at the Magpies, of course. Nathan Buckley in the final year of his contract, they're not they're not doing so well at the moment. Now, just uh, on some massive injury news that came out last night, Patrick Dangerfield, the Cat superstar, uh, came off with an ankle injury in the last quarter of their win over North Melbourne. He said that it was just a minor tweak. Well, scans have proved otherwise. He had this assessed three different times, including flying up to Sydney. Uh, he's unfortunately had to go ankle surgery. He is out indefinitely. Massive blow for the Cats. A former AFL champ, Dale Thomas, he battled in, uh, ankle injuries during his career and says that he shouldn't rush his return. Take the time off, get yourself right and hope that the plan goes as they've sort of come to will be better by the end of the season and he can have a real impact come finals time. Now if the Cats aren't in the greatest of form and looks like they're struggling to make the finals, there will be enormous pressure for Paddy uh, to get through his recovery and get back as soon as he can. But in an ideal world, they qualify for the finals. They get him uh, to peak fitness for a run at an elusive premiership. Fingers and toes crossed he can play. To the NRL now, Breton Chad Townsend has no plans to leave Cronulla this season despite signing with the Cowboys for 2022. Yeah, it's a, it's a big decision and it's likely to kick off a halfback merry-go-round. He is the first domino to fall, signing that three-year deal with North Queensland, as you said. Uh, now, he really didn't want to leave the Sharks, but he said that stability for his family is the key reason why he accepted that offer from North Queensland. You know, I've got three beautiful young children now who uh, rely on me and my, and my wife and this decision has been for them and the security of them and to really provide us with a, with a good future. The Cowboys also into Tom Dearden at the Broncos and the Broncos are into Adam Reynolds who's at South Sydney as well. So a bit to play out on the transfer market. Uh, just quickly on Parramatta, they've revealed one of their players and a woman were illegally filmed in a public toilet with that footage, that sex scandal then sent to media outlets. The NRL's Integrity Unit is now investigating. They play uh, the Broncos tomorrow night in Darwin. Just in some breaking news, the European Super League is proving to be a super flop. Uh, Tash, nine of the 12 clubs now who signed up to that breakaway competition have now withdrawn uh, due to that enormous fallout with fans, uh, politicians, royals around the world that really proved to be extremely unpopular. The biggest clubs in Italy and Spain, AC Milan, Real Madrid, have announced their departures this morning. That is a after the six Premier League teams pulled out and Liverpool's owner, John W. Henry, he's an American and owner of the Boston Red Sox. He's now apologised publicly for signing up in the first place. The project put forward was never going to stand without the support of the fans. No one ever thought differently in England. Over these 48 hours, you were very clear that it would not stand. So it looks like the European Super League is over before it even began. It's all about the fans. That's what often they forget. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. 
Checking the weather details around the country this Thursday morning. Partly cloudy, but a warm day on the way today for Brisbane, 26. Possible morning smoke then clearing to a sunny day for Sydney, 23. Shower or two on the way for Melbourne, just 17 degrees. The expected top today. Canberra, partly cloudy, 15. Possible shower, 16 for Hobart. Shower or two also on the way for Adelaide today, 19. The expected top. Mostly sunny, a beautiful 27 degrees on the way today for Perth. Mostly sunny and 34 for Darwin. And the missing Big Bird Sesame Street costume has been found. The feathered outfit, worth around $160,000, went missing over the weekend from the Sesame Street Circus in Adelaide, but has now mysteriously been returned to the venue. The culprits left a note with the costume saying they had a great time with Big Bird, but no harm was caused. They did apologise, saying they were sorry for being such a big burden. Police have rejected a theory it was a publicity stunt for the circus. Here is Police Commissioner Grant Stevens on 7. Point in time, I wouldn't suggest there's any indication that it's from um, someone involved in the circus. The alleged offenders, who call themselves the Big Bird Bandits, remain at large. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.